for 11 years in a row. Ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. We're bringing it to you here this morning. Our doors are wide open. Come on into my house. Make yourself comfortable. Pour yourself a glass of beautiful Arizona sun tea. Maybe put a little sprig of fresh mint in there and some cold ice cubes. Sit down and relax and let's talk about your favorite subject. You and your house. Right here at Rosie on the House. If you'd like to talk about any topic concerning your home, give us a ring. That's why we show up every Saturday morning to talk to you, the Arizona homeowners, in our ongoing effort to become every Arizona homeowner's best friend. Call 1-888-767-4348. We have a kind of a long COVID uh, prompt recorded message there. You can avoid all that. Just push one, pink, and that'll put you, bam, right into the studio. My wife, sweet Jennifer, will pick the phone up, get your name, question, where you're calling from, and we'll get to you and put our Arizona building and remodeling experience to work for you at your house. That's how you bring Rosie's house into your house. Well, is it warm enough for you yet? Not gonna, it, it will never get much warmer than it is right now. I remember the 122-degree day. I don't remember it feeling much different than 116. Kind of all felt the same to me. Anything above 110, <laughs> it, all bets are off. Is, 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 that, is that your barometer? Everything over 110 yeah, is 110, all the same? forget it. Okay. Yeah, AC's going to run. Okay. <laughs> and don't you think we can now say hot? 105 well, <laughs> is warm. 110, 116, that's hot. Can we, can we start saying hot above 115? Okay. Okay. Up until that, it's just warm. We're the easy bake oven of the United States. That's right. That's right. So to talk air conditioning, which I'm sure is on the top of all of your minds right now, we brought in Richard Rojo, the trained Southwest District sales leader. Now, Richard, thanks for taking the time to come in and join us this morning. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks uh, for having me again. Obviously, I didn't say anything uh, or do anything wrong, or you guys wouldn't have had me again. So pleasure to be here. Thanks. And for train. You have the Southwest District. I do. Okay. Uh, is the Southwest District sales leader got a tougher job than the Southeast District sales leader? <laughs> uh, hopefully they're not listening. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'd have to say, yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting that you brought that up because uh, it was kind of a cool spell going on over there. Right. We got hit. I was telling Romy earlier, we got hit mid-April and it's been gangbusters ever since, guys. They... Barely started getting hot a couple weeks ago. Now, they have, we have to fight two enemies of comfort for about two months of the year. We have to fight one enemy of comfort about five months out of the year. Correct. Uh, They say Houston is the most air-conditioned city in the world. And it's the humidity. (sighs) It's the humidity that kills your equipment's efficiency. And we wanted to bring you in today because we're just getting ready to move into, we hope, (laughs) into that high-humid monsoon season. 
You know, uh, great topic, uh, great segue. It's interesting because, like I said, since mid-April, it's been hot. But, you know, a lot of people think, okay, you know, I made it. I'm kind of desensitized to the 100 degrees now. I get it. But that's not true. It's muggy now. Right now is peak time. What'd you say, 116, 117 degrees yes, tomorrow? that's right. With high humidity, your AC is definitely working overtime if it wasn't already. It's going to be challenging for it to do what it needs to do right now. And we talk about um, that delta split. You know, are we, are we reaching that cold air delivery at the supply register? The other thing you want to check is that condensate line. Yes. We, uh, I, I know there's a blog out there, and um, so I'm warning everybody out there in radio land listening. Um, typical houses right now, right, depending on what year it is, you should be seeing on a day like today a steady little drip, maybe even a little stream of water pouring out of your condensate PVC line. Uh, if it's on the, if you have a rooftop unit, you'll see, you know, water coming off the roof, off the PVC, not off the roof, obviously. Uh, if you've got a, a attic unit, which a lot of houses do these days, you'll see two protrusions coming out of the side of the home. The one on the bottom, that one's fine. If that's a, that's about knee high or lower. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Knee high water should be steadily coming out of there on a day like today. You'll see a little puddle. If you see water straight above that one, if you see water coming out of that one. That's your secondary drain line. Secondary meaning the primary is plugged and water's coming out of there. Get somebody out there quick if you see that. And that secondary line is usually up above plate line. I mean, it's eight or nine feet above the ground. That's correct. So you got one about your ankles. Right. And then you've got one about eight or nine feet. Correct. You should correct. never see water coming out of the top one. That is correct. If you see water coming out of there, then you, you have a potential for some drywall damage. I mean, water does not play by the rules, as you guys know. And that water will find a way sometimes. And if it, by, if it somehow catches and misses that secondary drain line or drain pan, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> because those attic air conditioners generally have a catch pan underneath them. That's Should the secondary overflow plug up, that pan, in my experience, will hold about 12 to 15 gallons of water. <laughs> and 12 or 15 gallons of water decides to let go at one time can make a big mess. I've seen it. Uh, <laughs> it's happened to my home. Oh, um, you know, they, anything can get up there, Rosie. I mean, there's there's insulation up there. Oh, yeah. So, you know, dust, dirt. I mean, people have been in the attic. It's dirty up there. But things are flying around. Sometimes a piece of paper from some tape. I mean, you name it. It doesn't take much for that thing to clog up. And you can have potentially, you know, tons of damage and a lot of problems if that happens. And I don't think people realize how much condensation is produced. But you're saying right now and for the next several weeks, it almost ought to be a constant spaghetti string size spit of water. Yep, that's, that's a great analogy. You're exactly right. That's how much water should be coming out of there. And, and that's it, normal operation. And that's, and that's normal. It's, uh, the dogs love it. it <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's basically... Um, filtered water yeah uh, it's generally fairly cool um uh, but if you put a five gallon paint bucket under that you would in a in a three or a four ton unit you're gonna fill that five gallons up 
just about every 24 hours. That is exactly right. And, and, And again, that's the moisture in the home, right? That's what it's designed to do. It hits that cold coil in the attic or wherever, you know, if it's in the rooftop, It'll hit that cold coil just like a, a thirst buster on a, a, or a cold yes. cup of ice water. It'll start to sweat. That's what it's doing, and it'll produce that much water. You nailed it. And I, I like to tell people if they do have that attic uh, air handler or horizontal air handler, and it does have the primary condensate drain, they're about ankle high, I say get a hose on that and get that water out away from the foundation of your house. Uh, I really think they should make that code. That should that should be diverted away from the foundation. That's conditions conducive for termite infestation, if for nothing else, uh, as well as uh, expansive soils and all kind of other problems. And I hate wasting something like water like that. So you're right. I put a little. Uh, I don't suggest anybody do this, or maybe I do. I put a little elbow on mine and a piece of PVC and kind of shot it over because my grass is right there. Sure. So it's... it's Make it, it happy. It's the greenest part of the uh, 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 yard right now, but I just hate wasting it into just regular rock landscape. So I've got it uh, uh, utilizing that stream of water right now. Now, I always challenge air conditioning experts when they come on air with one challenge. Explain to the homeowners what air conditioning is. Do it in like three sentences talking first grade level oh so physics i know it's not first grade but physics (laughs) all all air conditioning really does is it's heat transfer heat removal so physics guys hot goes to cold that's why you get in trouble or you get mad when you're little and uh the door would open shut that door because that you're letting that out but all it really boils down to is the hot air is being removed from your home and that's why that filter gets plugged up dirt uh, ha- hair, you name it, but everything's being transferred through that air filter in there, and then it's removing it out of the house. That's really what's happening. People think of air conditioning, they think cool, but what we're doing is we're taking hot away. That's right. And if you don't believe me, go to that outside unit. Put your hand over <laughs> it. Yeah. And Put your hand over the outside unit, and that hot air coming from there, it's not the unit. That's really the air from your home. Yeah. And so we're expelling the hot air out. Yep. Now, I will also say that's one reason an all-electric heat pump has a challenge on a cold, rainy January morning. That's right. That's right. Because it's trying to find heat outside (laughs) and bring it in. That's exactly right. And there's just no heat out there to grab. (laughs) You you know, you make, you just reminded me of something, too, um, you know, with the humidity going on. You know, people who a couple weeks ago kept their thermostat at the home maybe at 78, they probably felt comfortable at 78 while it was dry out. But now that it's really dehumidifying, it's not going to feel as comfortable in your home at 78 like it did two weeks ago. So no cause for panic, but they probably need to crank it down a couple more degrees. But that's where you get the breakdowns because that unit is working really hard to remove that heavy, hot air. But... People are not going to feel as comfortable as they did a couple weeks ago. That's going to be normal. All right. But it's an oh-so-critical season for the Arizona desert. We've got to have these high, high, hot days. Bring in, suck that moisture up from the Gulf of California. Bring in those monsoons. 
Uh, Tucson, I understand, has had now several good rains. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, the rain actually got as far north last night as Interstate 8, from what I understand. <laughs> I heard that. So here we come. Come on, baby. Bring it on up here. The air conditioning and your train equipment can handle it and it'll keep you comfortable. More with your questions as well at one 767 4348 right after this. Train, train. Coming round, round the bend. Train, train. Coming round the bend. And it's hard to stop that train. Let's talk about the expensive part of air conditioning, where we've got the sales leader for the Southwest Valley, Richard Rojo. Did I get the the title correct? Close enough. <laughs> Southwest District. District. Like, really, same thing. Okay. <laughs> How far east do you go? Uh, well, like I said, we go all the way to El Paso. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's the district. All right. The expensive part of air conditioning, the compressor. How did, what, what is that component's job? So... The best analogy I can give you, and I know a lot of people have heard this, is the, the compressor is, is the heart of the system, like to a human body. It's just like the engine of a car. Uh, similar to the heart, it pumps. It's going to pump that refrigerant, you know, and that the Freon, which is a brand name, but that refrigerant, those are like little moving cars, uh, little cars that move that hot air. That's how it works. There's a lot of science behind it, but that's really what it is. But back to your point, Romy, um, yeah, it's, it's, if that goes out, you should really, unless it's under warranty, you should really consider possibly purchasing a new system. That compressor, uh, it's, a, it's really difficult for uh, contractors to put in. You're doing open-heart surgery if one of those things go out, uh, but that is by far the main component of that machine. And when did two-stage come out? <laughs> Because we used to, it, it was one compressor did one thing. Now we've got, and the different size of air conditioning depends on how big that compressor is. So when two-stage came out. Two-stage has been around for, a, for over a couple decades now, easy. And that was the answer to everybody's prayers. It was just like having a two-wheel drive and a four-wheel drive. You wouldn't dream of going to the supermarket in four-wheel drive. You don't need it. It's overkill. But unfortunately, that's what all our air conditioners were uh, many, many years ago. It, it, I, I take it back. The original air conditioners did have two speed, all the way on and all the way off. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but it didn't matter if it was 95 out or 115 out. It had one speed. It didn't matter. So then we came out with this thing called two stage. So the compressor would turn on and run, you know, minimal um, capacity and hence using less energy. And what it did is it pulled out more hot air and humidity, but it did it at a fraction of the cost. So it was a win-win for everybody. Now, on a day like today, that thing was kicking into high gear for sure. And that's what it was designed to do. Today, uh, we've got something called inverter, and it's a variable speed compressor. And how many different speeds? So we just said how great two-stage was, right? That two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive. Uh, trains, true comfort variable speed has up to 750 stages. So if you are jazzed up about the two-stage and you're <laughs> sitting there saying, wow, I've got two air conditioners sitting there technically, well, now you have about 750 air conditioners 
sitting there. And like Romy says, the compressor is the expensive part of the equipment. You mentioned it's the heart of the equipment. I would say the brain is probably the thermostat, you know, trying to decide, okay, compressor, how hard are you going to work? How, uh, as a human body, the brain says, okay, how fast am I going to go up this hill? You know, and how heavy a wagon am I going to pull going up this hill? Well, the thermostat now can tell the compressor, easy does it, baby. You don't... (laughs) We're okay. I, I'm sensing the, the temperature. I'm sensing the humidity. Just come on easy and stay in, stay in a, a, a low gear. And that saves so much electricity. It saves a lot of electricity, and it also, that's why we call it true comfort, it, it keeps you comfortable, right? I don't like it. Like, let's just say, for example, at 75, Richard Rojo is comfortable at 75. At 74, I'm too cold. At 76, I'm too hot. So what happens, right? Our units, our our systems turn on, they satisfy, and then at the end of the cycle, I start to get a little cold. Then it's just a countdown to when I'm going to be warm again before it goes on and off, on and off. You nailed it, Rosie, with the variable speed. Just staying low, purr along. And and, and one thing I just got to mention is there's a new 1050 thermostat out there. Uh, Romy, you saw it when we were in my uh, bedroom a couple years ago uh, doing that skit, that segment. Um, but it actually tells you what speed the compressor's in. So you know if you're at 50% or 30% or 100%. I don't ever want to see that in 100%, but I love seeing it at 35 40%, and I just feel comfortable. I love it. And we as contractors, before two-speed and bef- two-stage and before variable – we wanted the Midwesterners that were moving here to be confident they were going to be cool. So we'd oversize every air conditioner, <laughs> thinking we were doing them a favor. And we learned in the 80s, the more we insulated the homes, the better windows we installed in the homes, we were doing them a disservice. You really want to buy the smallest air conditioner you can justify and let that little one run longer which is exactly what the variable speed does. You nailed it. Um, Air conditioning sizing, I always like to equate to a properly inflated tire. So if you've got um, an overinflated tire, you're going to get a bumpier ride. You're going to get different wear and tear. You're going to be able to get to A and B still, but the longevity of that tire is... Not as comfortable. Not as comfortable. All right. More with Richard Rojo right after this. Y'all stay tuned. Hey, great news. Sanderson Ford is extending their Independent Day sale. Now look, this Independent Day sale at Sanderson Ford makes you independent of high financial rates with 0% financing for 84 months on a new 2019 F-150. 0% financing for 72 months on most other models including the Fusions, the Mustangs, the Edge, the EcoSport, the Rangers, and Explorers. Sanderson also is throwing in an additional $500 bonus cash on top of all the other offers for any medical professional right now in their Independent Day Sale. We're giving you the freedom to choose from Arizona's biggest selection of new Fords. Celebrate your freedom in a new Ford from Sanderson Ford. And folks... Ford's been teasing us now for about six months. 
they're going to show us the new Bronco on Monday. This is going to be an awesome line of vehicles. I'm so excited about it coming out. And you can actually get on, shop at home, buy from home. You can order one built custom just the way you want it at SandersonFord.com. And returning to our conversation about air conditioning with Richard Rojo, the train Southwest District <laughs> sales leader. And Richard, before we get to calls, we've got Yiling and Aaron uh, both with great questions. But at the beginning of the summer, you were talking about how train just went gangbusters. Well, some contractor went gangbusters with a radio ad campaign talking about if you've got this kind of refrigerant in your air conditioning unit, uh, you know, you better go ahead and just buy a whole new system now because at the end of the year, it's going to be unavailable and you're going to be stuck. <laughs> but t- talk to us about the truth about refrigerant, the cooling unit, the, the radiator fluid in our air conditioning. So it, it's interesting that you're saying that. Um, so I know there's a lot of, there's a big push right now because the majority of what was out there was R22 refrigerant. And, and how that, much is in your air conditioning system? How many pounds of, of flu coolant is in there? It, it ranges, but you're talking about, I mean, it ranges depending on the tonnage. But, and then, of course, if it's a split system, you've got long line sets, copper lines that go from here to there. So it can range anywhere from five to 10 pounds on average. You know, it's not a lot, but that cost per pound of R22 is extremely costly because it's being phased out. Um, so you're... You're going to see a lot of pressure from contractors, right? There's several reasons why you'd want to replace, but that is a big one. A contractor will tell you, look, you've got old refrigerant in here uh, that's phased out. It's costing us, you know, an arm and a leg, which means it's going to cost you, the homeowner, an arm and a leg. So just when I open up the system and have to put this refrigerant back in, it's going to be considerable. So people will want to entertain possibly replacing it if they've got an old system like that. That's that's what's critical. We we want we want to make it clear Romy's message about don't fall for the scare tactics, right? It's one consideration. You know, is your equipment 8 years old, 10 years old, 12 years old? Are you operating a 7 or 8 seer unit from 15 years ago? You know, those are all things to be considered. But when someone's trying to use the change in refrigerant that's been legislated as a scare tactic to force you or push you into a sale, you have the wrong air conditioning contractor at your house. That's our piece. <laughs> yeah, that, you're right on. There are, there's, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of bad apples out there. Um, uh, I, I, I hate to admit that, but you know, you know, go, Go to Rosie's uh, website and find you a, a contractor on there. Those guys, we can trust them. Uh, go to train.com and look for a train cover specialist dealer, and you, you won't go wrong. But you nailed it. Whenever you're replacing, you know, there's so much that we know today. So you're right. That's one factor. But, you know, if you've got noise issues, if you've got hot spots in the home, if you've got uh, uh, breathing problems, like the contractors today, they can fix and make that home so much better today with the technology and the know-how, um, you should consider that when you want to replace. I had to answer a homeowner's uh, query of a couple weeks ago, about three weeks ago. Hey, Rosie, I just put like an 18-seer unit on my house, and I'm less comfortable now 
than when I had the old unit. So first, my first question, well, was it a Rosie certified contract? No, it wasn't. Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> let, let me come out and take a look at it. They had mounted this top-of-the-line, sear, highly rated piece of equipment on ductwork that looked like Swiss cheese. Yeah. <laughs> it, had, it had a hole in the return air plenum that was the size of my head. They, they didn't even put duct tape to cover it. And those kind of things drive me nuts. Let's go to the callers. Yiling is first on the line, and that R22, the, the, they're not going to be able to manufacture it anymore, but there's still a lot of it out there. Uh, they've known it's been going away, so a lot of warehouses are storing up. And th- they're even going to be a, a, a period of time, a lot of it's going to be recycled and put back into the market. So it'll be available for a long time. But like Richard said, the price is going to continue to go up. Just one consideration, don't don't take the bait line that that's the sole reason you should replace your unit. Yiling, your turn. Welcome to the program. Hi. I just want to know, you know, um, how long it probably lasts. I had that for nine years now, the train we have. And, of course, um, I don't know anything about it. But I do have a service every six months. So. That's good. That'll extend the life of your unit. Absolutely. And I was just going to ask you that. It's like, hey, do you have it routinely maintenance? Um, it's just like a car yeah. that needs oil change, uh, tire rotation. You definitely uh, uh, are doing well if you're doing that. So I'm just going to go out, uh, start by saying that the average life of an air conditioner, not necessarily a train, but just the average life of an air conditioner is 13 years. In the Southwest District. In the Southwest <laughs> District. So, yeah. So, 13 years. Um, and, you know, that all depends on if you're how you're running it, uh, if you're maintaining it. That's a big factor. So, yeah, don't be upset out there, radio people, if you say, hey, mine only lasted seven years. Well, there's a lot of factors there. I said average. I mean, some can last 20 years, some can last five. Um, so, you, you mentioned that you had a train uh, that's nine years old. Uh, it should uh-huh. be under manufacturer's warranty. Uh, if anything ever does go wrong with it, but how my, long is okay. your? This for ten years, right? That's correct from the install date. So if you installed it, um, I can't do the math in my head. Uh, before July eleventh of twenty ten, uh, you're going to be right there. So um, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. but I definitely have it maintained or have somebody come out and maintenance it uh, to take a look at it. Are yeah. are you having any issues with it? It's making a lot of noise, you know. After the the fan stop, it got clink, clink, clinking, you know. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna have them come out. Like right now, it's it's working. So I'm gonna wait till October and I call the service and I will have them check. I just want to get an idea when I gonna prepare to have the shower to fix <laughs> the good new one. Yeah. Well, Yeling, <laughs> so, I can tell you that, like Richard says, the average is 13 years. Uh, we remodel a lot of homes. That are that are crawling along with twenty. We we took off a thirty-two year old air conditioner just two weeks ago, so it's the average. And Ye Ling, if you're with a trusted air conditioning service rep and they're servicing every six months, this noise you're hearing is probably something that can be adjusted, taken care of. Right. And you're taking care of the equipment like that. You're regularly exchanging your filters. Yeah, I mean you. You're, you're probably at half the life of your existing home uh, air conditioner. No reason not to expect this thing to go 15 years or more at least. So I hope that, I hope that uh, makes you feel confident and comfortable. Uh, if your rep comes out uh, and service it and you've got more questions, 
you know how to get a hold of us. Give us a ring and let's see what we can't do. Next, Aaron and Glendale, welcome to the program. one 767 4348 that's one triple eight Rosie for you. When the auto attendant answers, just hit one to bypass the message, and that'll get you right into the studio. Good morning, Aaron. Uh, Aaron. Okay, we'll try again a little bit later. Sometimes people fall asleep on the phone. <laughs> Could be driving. His question is what to look for for an installer because he feels he's going to need to invest in a new unit pretty soon he says specifically he is shopping for a train now of all the train providers how do i how do i how do i vet them oh that's a wonderful question uh thank you for that question aaron sorry we couldn't get you live but that's a great question so right in the past you would do the obvious right check the the bbb see if there was anything on there uh anything on the registrar you would check um today i would Advise that also, continue to do that. But the best thing you're going to want to do right now is the Google reviews. That's a big one right now. Those Google reviews, is, is, it gives you a really good uh, indication of what, you, the more reviews, the better. Um, I'm going to say, you know, make sure that uh, there's certain things that you want to check off. I'm not doing a commercial here, guys, but, you know, there's, there's trained dealers and then there's train cover specialist dealers. Our train cover specialist dealers are the ones you're going to find on train.com. Those guys, I mean, I'm sure there's other good ones out there, but our TCS dealers, in our opinion, uh, are trained and they stand by that 100% satisfaction guarantee that we love. And that's really what you're looking for. And then, of course, it is always a plus to, to compare that list to the rosy guys and now you're getting two for one. Uh, call my boys Rius. <laughs> call those guys. They'll, they'll, they'll take care of you. You're, you're familiar with our Rosie certified trained installers. Those so. are my boys. Yeah, they are. They're good guys. Really good guys. So, Aaron, sorry we couldn't pull you up. You think you got him? I do. Oh, okay. Let's see if we answer yeah, all sure. those questions. The yeah, I just just trying to figure out why there was such a variance. That was all. How, how old is your existing air conditioning unit? It's about 14 years old. Now, when you're buying a new air, did it come with the home or did you have it replaced 14 years ago? Came with the home. Okay. With the home. So the frame of reference I want to put out there for everybody, when you bought a car, an F-150, 14 years ago, the price was a lot less then than it is now. But the technology also increases. It's not like you're buying a 14-year-old F-150. When you're buying a new one, you're buying a ton of additional technology with it. And air conditioning units are that way as well. Your, what, what you paid 14 years ago, I know this came with the house, but just everyone else out there. What you paid 14 years ago isn't what you should be expecting to pay uh, when you replace your unit today. Boy, and I'd, I'd like to just jump on a soapbox, a rosy soapbox for Aaron's sake. Aaron, if I were replacing a 14-year-old air conditioner... And I were getting quotes. If the person coming out to give me a quote simply looked at the model number, determined it was a four ton, and wrote you up a proposal for a four ton, I would tear that proposal up the minute the man walked out my door. They should be doing a manual J calculation to determine exactly what load this unit's gonna be working on. And I, like I was talking to Richard earlier, 
14 years ago, 20 years ago, we were oversizing air conditionings, thinking we were doing y'all a favor. I'm telling you that you can probably drop the size of your tonnage by at least a half a ton. That's going to do a couple things for you. It's going to reduce the purchase price, and it's going to greatly reduce the operating cost of the unit. Your indoor air quality is going to be better. Your humidity is going to be lower. Any hot pockets you currently have in the house are probably going to be greatly reduced or possibly even eliminated. And so if your contractor that you're entertaining quotes from isn't running a manual J calculation, which takes for an average size home a good hour, hour and a half, measuring windows, putting in lot orientation to the sun, and determining what your BTU load is for your specific home, then you shouldn't be dealing with that contractor. Okay? So there's a couple tips. And I will tell you at rosieonthehouse.com, we have a buyer's guide on the website, How to Shop Air Conditioning Contractors. Pull that down, read it, and then hold it close to your chest as you get the different people out to interview and just see how they compare with that list and are they doing the things they need to be doing. And if you're going to buy the high-efficiency equipment, it doesn't do you one bit of good unless you have them assess the integrity of your return air plenum and your ductwork. And the only sound I hear at night is the sound of my Who is that? Sounds like Bobby Bear, (laughs) country legend. Uh, I could tell it was one of those old country guys, but I couldn't quite pin it. Uh, Song about air conditioning, of course. We're heading down to Florence to bring Clint into the conversation. Wants to talk about condensate. Clint, welcome to the program. Yeah, hi. uh, Thanks for taking my call. How are you doing this morning? Good, thank you. Uh, I have a, obviously a question on condensate. On, on my roof, where my AC unit is, close to it, there's a, a vent line for the waste vent. And I've taken my condensate drain and I have piped it into that vent so that I don't get that water dripping at my foundation. Oh. <laughs> uh, do you do you think that that, wa- that distilled water might cause a, a problem? No, in but the I line by making mold or mildew or something. No, but I can tell you this, Clint. That's not that's a code violation to take your condensate drain and put it down a plumbing vent. Okay, uh, I, I live out in the country, so okay, all right. I, I know code still <laughs> well, applies. We'll keep that a secret. And, we'll keep, and I, I just wanted to, I just wanted to bring that up. That's all for all the listeners. Uh, but and inherently, they're. Uh, I think it's a code violation because they're worried about backdrafting the the methane gas into the system. But if you've got the P-trap on the condensate drain and all that, then it should eliminate that. But you can't count on that at the beginning of the uh, season when you're not filling that P-trap all the way full of water. So it's a... Yeah, I, I, I mean, exactly what you're saying. I mean, yeah, do, do I think anything's going to go wrong there? No, you nailed it. But you, um, it, if it is a code violation, it's a code violation for a reason. But you, you should be fine in Florence. He didn't sound too <laughs> concerned about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Rick and Mason next on the line. 
Welcome to the program. How may we help you? Hey, Rosie, I just want to say that uh, you and uh, Jennifer and uh, Romy are outstanding people, and uh, I really enjoy your, your your show, and I don't go do no work out there uh, right after uh, outside until I finish hearing your uh, program, so I really appreciate that. Well, thank you for the kind words, Rick. We we work hard to become every Arizona homeowner's best friend, and we love hearing the, those words melt my heart thank you very much yes sir i got two questions for you i just had a uh, air conditioning and uh, heating uh put in last summer and uh my uh, air conditioning unit is uh, right next to my window that's the way it was designed i manufacture home and um you know i can hear it running what you can hear our air conditioning running um is there anything that's quiet out there and then my second question is every time that uh compressor turns off it makes a uh, kind of a loud noise, and I, I had the contract that came out and did it, and they told me it's normal, and sometimes I don't like to hear that word normal because sometimes <laughs> they just that just to please you, I guess. So what do you think about that, Rosie? Okay, you're in a modular home, and it's a split system with an air handling unit on the inside and the, the evaporative coil on the outside, right? Yes, sir. And it's that outside fan that you're hearing through the window that's that's annoying you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Richard, how do how can we handle that and any air conditioner experiences that? How how can we quiet that down? So there, there a couple things come to mind. It's interesting that he's saying what he's saying because that that you know, I had a home in 2001 and exactly they they put it right by the right, master right, right by the master bedroom. The it's yeah. right there. And uh, because I was in the industry, uh, we moved it. Uh, we really did. I mean, because it was normal operation. I'm with you, Rick. It's normal. I'm like, yeah, but I don't like it. So <laughs> fix it. Um, so I didn't want to replace my air conditioner because it was a newer home. It was built that way. But we were actually able to um, extend the line sets, you know, move the electrical. It was all done for co- per code. Uh, and we moved it a good, you know, 10 feet away. And that really did help. However... We do have air conditioners that are a lot quieter and run a lot better. Um, so I don't know what that, you have, but that will that is an option. That video you referenced earlier that we did about the, the train equipment, you actually took a receipt and put it above the fan because we didn't have enough noise to pick up on the cameras. So you put that receipt above it to show air is coming out to show how quiet that unit really is. You couldn't even tell the unit was on is what Romy's talking about. Richard, thanks a bunch for joining us and helping us answer the question. Scott, we couldn't get to your question on air. Rick, uh, we took care of your question. Scott, you hang on. Uh, You got in. We'll answer your question off air. Stay tuned, y'all. Open hour next hour. Let's talk about your house at Rosie on the House.